Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing, for some reason, 2018. Oh my god, that was last year? 2018. That hurts my soul even more. Forever my girl. And uh, if you didn't hear about it, welcome to everyone. <laughs> yes, directed by directed and written by Bethany Ashton Wolf, who as far as I know, has only really directed one other movie, and it was like a horror movie, I think, called... No, it's a drama. Okay, Little Chania, um, Occasion Story, Jesus Christ, okay. Um, and she was one of the writers on the unreleased, the unreleased, the unreleased Pussy Posse movie, Don's Plum. Incred. Incredible. <laughs> I just want to say that this movie is rated PG and it might be the only one we've covered that is PG. <laughs> yeah, wow. This is based on a book by Heidi McLaughlin. And if you think that this book was written in the 90s because of all the 90s feelings, you would be wrong. This was published in 2012, which makes this entire thing even weirder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wanted to give I wanted to give this movie a little bit of grace by assuming it was made earlier and that the book was older. But it's all recent, which makes it even more bizarre that it was created in the first place. Yeah, it's really weird because so much of this movie is like hinged on miscommunication, but this miscommunication wouldn't exist because everyone would have Facebook. Like, yeah, I th- yeah, there's like, like the fact that this movie was made last year and the book was made in 2012 is like, there never like Facebook is mentioned once in this movie. Like the fact that, like you said, it's about miscommunication and like losing track of people and all of that. And and there's not like a social media stalking scene. Mm-mm. Okay, nope. so because the the thing about this movie, the 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 notebook line in this movie is that, you know, I, I listen to that voicemail that you sent me every day for for seven eight year for eight years. I listened to it, and was, ever since I was becoming a country star, I kept my old flip phone from high school so that I could listen to this message. Dude, you live in the age of the internet. There are several things that you could have done. You could have taken that audio off your phone, put it onto the, uploaded it onto the internet, which you can do. You could have done with the flip phone. Like, you could have kept it in a cloud so you could listen to it no matter what tech you had. Yeah, you could have got it off that flip phone. There are many ways that you could have done it. So the fact that you held on to this flip phone and that was your phone for you, like, I get it's supposed to be romantic, but it's actually just like really silly because you also just like had a shitty phone for years. And it would have been more romantic if he just, like you said, if he just kept the voicemail because that's the actual artifact. That's the actual emotional artifact. Just keep the voicemail, listen to it on your new, like... Yeah, I mean, it was obviously supposed to be, like, this physical symbol of how he was in love with her this whole time, even yeah. though he's a shitbag. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. Um, and the other thing, too, is that um, <laughs> I, it's impossible in the, in the, if, if he's so into her and if he's been thinking about her all this time, it would be impossible for him to not know that he has a daughter because he would look on Facebook and see her with a fucking kid. 
why wasn't that, he on Facebook? That's my other thing is like he is a famous country singer. He obviously has social media. And even if he has, you know, his publicist run it, he has access. Um, and it does like, again, that would be something that would be mentioned in the movie is like her blocking him. You know. Oh yeah, like oh no, like like, like if like, you know like, that would be a conversation. That would be something that would be like she blocked him from all social media. Yeah, um, if he had been like, oh, you blocked me on Facebook, like as soon as as soon as you know, as soon as we broke up and blah blah blah, and I couldn't. And the thing about it, like there is there's also scenes where the dad was like, oh, I came I came to your concert and you didn't you didn't talk to me, so I just figured that you didn't need to know about your daughter. Why would you physically come to a concert to have a conversation? Why didn't you text him and tell him that you were coming? Right. Well, he's, he did say that he called him a bunch and never got calls back. <sighs> so, like, I get, but, yeah, it is weird that he didn't text. But, yeah, I guess it's just implied that, like, Liam was so uh, non-responsive that even with tech, people just, like, gave up. Yeah. No, he's like, oh. I called you and you never responded to me. You never called me back. So I went to your show and they didn't know I was your dad. And uh, I just showed them my ID and all this. <laughs> it just, I agree with you. It felt very, it felt very 90s to me in that sense in which technology is not available or. And the the only like, way for like this even if someone's not responsive, you can know you can find out a lot about them. The only unless way they're actively blocking you, right? Exactly. The, like the only way that this plot would make sense is if it was set in the nineties, but because it's not, it it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it takes I, me out the whole movie because it, you know, it's this lot like the logic it just ruins everything i mean not that this was like a great film to ruin no no i mean but but it does it ruins like what what we could have held on to it completely takes that away because there is just no way that he would never know that he had a child in this age like it's unless everyone it's also like, there's also no way that the paparazzi or journalists wouldn't have found out also just like, like the fact that there's also oh, i guess we should like like let people know what we're talking about <laughs> since we just jumped into like this guy doesn't have a phone i'm so, just so, well it's so fucking annoying it's so annoying so basically this famous country singer liam page he just got his hit when he's supposed to marry his high school sweetheart josie so the first scene is her getting ready to get married and then and and like it people looks are talking like about steel the, magnolias by the way oh absolutely <laughs> and like people are talking about how liam just like just blew up like and they're like oh yeah like he's getting famous and then he ends up not coming to the wedding um and then we see him and he's all famous and like the a few years have passed and he's like hooking up with a groupie and it's it's implied that you know he's just so swept up by fame and that lifestyle that he just like forsake he forsook everybody he forsook he forsook um, <laughs> so that that's what we're talking about as far as technology is like he there's just this complete like he ghosted and then somehow he didn't know that she's pregnant she didn't know she was pregnant on their wedding day and she finds out after he's ghosted her and he, she left this voicemail for him that's like I don't know why you left me on a wedding day and you know if you never call me back after this, I'm never going to contact you again, but I really need you to call you back, call me back. And and that message was to let him know that he had a daughter with her. Um, <laughs> but of course he never lists, he never calls her back, but he keeps this old 
flip phone so Would that you he can listen to that message every day. Back, you piece of shit. It's just so like that's so that's immediately what we're plunged into. Like that's not me giving any spoilers. That is immediately what is happening. And like so much of it, like oh my god, in that opening wedding scene, man, like it was so it was so aggressively steel magnolias that I was waiting for Dolly Parton to show up. Like and what's really like annoying about this scene is that it's never that southern again. Like I was watching it and I was annoyed by the accents especially the main actress jessica roth roth i'm not sure roth i'll say yeah i don't know how to say her name i really love her in happy death day she's um, she's fantastic and, and is it jessica or is it jennifer jessica <laughs> okay okay so i'm good okay jessica roth yeah she's fantastic but for some reason in that beginning scene she has a terrible southern accent everyone does and then when we like move to the present everyone's less southern did you notice that yeah absolutely <laughs> like it's like they're southern and then eight years later they're all somehow not even though they live in the same town yeah everybody everybody's accent really chills out especially hers because i was so angry about hers and then when kyle came in like i'd been complaining about it and then and then and then kyle comes in and he's just like what she sounds normal it's like she sounds normal now she was sounding crazy a second ago like what was going on yeah like what was happening it's it, it is i noticed that too and like i'm not from the south so i don't have a great barometer but i i was like oh okay like the first scene and i mean of course the fact that it's about a country singer i was like okay this is like gonna have like a really southern vibe and then the rest of the movie it's like it's like brought up in the script and it's very much small town vibe but mm -hmm. it feels very confusing i know they're supposed to be in louisiana but it, nobody oh, no, and the thing is the, nobody the, has an accent and nobody and nobody I don't know. It, it's and also, it's like a bunch of Californians are pretending they're from Louisiana, and I don't believe it. Oh, and the thing about it is, is that the Southern accents that they did have were not Louisiana accents in any way, shape, or form. Like there's just nothing. It was not Louis. Like it was, it was aggressively not Louisiana. I could not. I was so mad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like no one tried. Like no one even tried. Well, yeah, they, it didn't <laughs> feel like it didn't even feel like. Um, oh, this actor or actress did research and practice and they're just not good at accents, you know, cause there's some actors where you're yeah. like, this is just not in their wheelhouse of, of tools. It was just like, nobody cared enough. Like they didn't know right. the difference. Yeah. No. Cause at the beginning it kind of sounds like, um, it could have been Kentucky. It could have been Tennessee. Like I would believe it like South Carolina. I, I even give it a South Carolina shore. Um, but when we get back, like, but the fact that it's supposed to be Louisiana makes no sense. Nobody sounds like they're from Louisiana. No one seems to know. Like, someone says the French Quarter, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? This is not the French Quarter. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, like, a scene where they're on their date in New this Orleans. This is not yeah. the French Quarter. What are you fucking talking about? I know. It was weird. Like, I've only been to Louisiana once, and I still was like, this doesn't feel like it. <laughs> like, like, I really want to know where this was shot, because I feel like, okay. <laughs> Do, 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 yeah, do. I mean, so, like, <laughs> basically, you know, we're thrust into this, you know, empathy for Jessica Rhodes because she's left on her wedding day and she has a daughter. And and Liam Page is so one of his high school best friends was, of course, best man. So we saw him in the first scene um, and he is on tour. Liam is on tour and he sees on the news that there was a, a car accident and his high school best friend died. So he's just out of it, obviously. But rather than just telling his PR people, hey, my old friend died. I want to go home and, and say goodbye. Um, he pays a driver to, like, basically 
kidnap him so that he doesn't have to go on tour and just like runs away and his publicist doesn't know where he is for a few days and they what? Lie. like i just don't get it like i'm like you're famous you obviously have a big platform just fucking tell them what's going on it'll if anything it'll endear you to your fans to know that you want to go back to your hometown and, yeah you know and it's like also like not a wacky comedy so it's, it's even weirder that he does it that way instead of just being honest yeah, it's not like, a comedy it's very much a drama um and also this was filmed in atlanta and that makes so much sense <laughs> yeah like uh yeah i was trying to see I'm, I'm reading about the development of this this of the book in the film and i just want to read this out for you please do author heidi mclaughlin was inspired to write forever my girl after seeing a picture of a man on facebook who looked like he was trying to apologize to a girl oh, oh my god can we take a minute wow <laughs> okay i'm just i'm gonna get my breath back okay continue it, to to choose the name of Liam, P Liam Payne, it took her a total of 10 to 15 minutes. And that same night, she wrote the first 5,000 words. How much Adderall did she have? My <laughs> <laughs> God. Also, if the plot of your movie came from Facebook, then why isn't Facebook part of this fucking movie? At least it would be interesting. A little interesting. It would be more interesting if it involved like the tech aspect, <laughs> honestly. Um, it wouldn't save the script, but it would definitely make... It wouldn't take me out, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I mean... It, it, and like, I'm so sorry, listeners, that you had to hear me get that high. I was just... I was really... <laughs> My voice got very high there, and I was just, I was just, it just. Don't apologize. It was valid. Ugh, just, it's so okay. So basically, uh, what what brings him back home is that at the beginning, I don't know if you remember, but there's like a a black he there's like a black friend who is just like really really nice to Jessica Rose. He's just like you look beautiful, and Liam is so lucky, and blah 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 blah. He's the guy that dies. Yeah, like, they <laughs> killed off the nice black guy. <laughs> And, of course, he's with, like, the only black woman in the movie, and so then she's widowed. Yeah, she's just, like, a sad widow. She yeah. barely even gets and any lines in the movie. we don't see her after he dies. Like, after his funeral scene, we don't see her. She is mentioned, but that's it. She's, yeah, it's yeah. really upsetting. So it's like, oh, yeah, we got to kill off the black friends so that you can come here, figure out your white woman, whatever. And he comes... <laughs> Figure out oh. your white woman. <laughs> <laughs> also, the song that he's listening to at the beginning. The song. No. The song oh, yeah. The songs the, are so extra, but the, they're also very strategic. In the song movie. that he's playing at the beginning of the movie, like his like part of like his one of his hit songs is don't water down my whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. It's like. It sounds like something I would write, like I would write in an SNL packet, like that's set in like the South. Like if we were like, like if we were me like as a Seattleite, like who like doesn't like did not grow up with country music don't, or anything. Don't water down yeah, my like, whiskey. Like it would just be an insulting, yeah. Also, like all of the references that he makes, like the kind of South that he describes, is not the Louisiana South. The Louisiana South is very specific. It has a very specific culture. The South that he's describing is just general South. How would you How would you <laughs> describe the Louisiana culture for people who don't know? I don't know. Like it's hard because like there's like you know there's like French stuff going in there. There's like Creole. There's kind of like island like you know um, stuff going like on in there. Communities. There's like different. Com it's like a different cultural mix. The South 
southern accents in Louisiana are different than the southern accents in other states, too. And it's like, I'm from Georgia, so I know, like, Georgia, people from Georgia have a very, like, general southern accent. Like, if you hear a southern accent in a movie, it's usually people trying to do Georgia, which is weird. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Georgia is one of the more general ones. Texas is the other really general accent. Oh, yeah. Accent. I feel like Texas is definitely a very, especially because it's such a big state, it's just a referenced a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like um, Georgia, Texas, and Florida, I think, are the ones that people are constantly trying to do. And it's like everyone's bad at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone's so bad at it. But yeah, especially like... This kind of, I mean, this kind of actually makes me think of how uh emma roberts was supposed to be italian in little italy like it feels that same just like what as far as everyone being southern in this movie yeah because i don't believe it i mean the guy who plays liam page is british um jessica roth is like from colorado <laughs> yeah I, I i that doesn't surprise me i got kind of west coast vibes not that colorado's west coast but yeah yeah, and this little girl, the little girl who plays the the daughter is is from is from California. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could tell this is a child actress who grew up acting. Like, oh yeah, this in is a, LA. She, she like, was like, okay, oh yeah, she's the kid. Um, I mean, she's she's good. She's a good little kid actor. But she's she's the kid in the Ant Man movie. She's the daughter in, in those movies. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this child has an agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a child. Of, yeah, very precocious. Very uh, precocious. Yeah, she's they they wrote big words for her. Yeah, she's. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So I can't. What what's wild about this movie? The most wild is that he's supposed <laughs> to be, uh, like a, a famous country star, but his songs aren't good, no, and his presence on on stage is not good either. He performed the first scene with like a t shirt, and I was like offended. Put on a button down and a hat. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, he just looked like it looked like an outfit that um. Like maybe Sean Mendez would wear, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it didn't feel country and it's very like he's a country star. This is not a pop country guy. This is country. Um, yeah. And he doesn't have any presence the whole movie, in my opinion, like on 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 the stage of the movie or off the stage or in any capacity. He just feels vacant. Yeah. <laughs> like he's. Yeah, I mean, so he does he does end up going home for the funeral and it has been 8 years since his wedding day and 8 years since he's seen his dad, since he's seen anyone. He hasn't he hasn't responded to phone calls. He hasn't apparently even spied on anyone on social media. Yeah, like it's 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 very weird that he like never Like he just somehow knows nothing. Yeah, again, this feels very 90s cuz it's very much the idea that you could go to another state or you could be traveling around the world and have no idea what's happening to people. Yeah, I and, just And it's like he obviously is online cuz he's fucking famous. <laughs> like this isn't a guy who's off the grid like living in a commune. <laughs> like yeah, it, it's really, I don't know, man. Like, this is, it's, it's, this is really weird. It, it, his whole thing is really weird. Like, when he breaks the, when, when the flip phone gets breakin', broken by the groupie, he runs into, like, a, a mobile store and is like, I'll give $10,000 to whoever can fix this. Like, are you okay? Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> this goes back to, like, you can obviously recover the audio. Um, it's, it's hard because the, these aspects of the plot that are supposed to anchor us into the characters and make us care about them are so unbelievable. 
um, that even if it was a good movie, it would take me out. Like that's supposed to be one of our our connection points to him, and it's just like this would never happen. <laughs> and no. it's not funny. That's the other problem is it's not trying to be funny about it. It's not a comedy about it. Like killers. Also, also, but like it's it's funny when he he okay. So when he comes to the um the funeral, uh, he runs into Jessica Rope and she just like punches him in the stomach. Oh man, that seems great. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean she is pissed. <laughs> which, I mean, of course, who wouldn't be? Um, but yeah, she's pissed. Everybody, nobody likes him at his hometown because he's an asshole who just ghosted on all of them. And he like, I mean, that's what happens when you dump the most famous, like, I guess, like she was like the girl in town that everyone knows. It's like, once you do that, the whole town turns on you. It's kind of like if you break up with Lorelai on Gilmore Girls, everybody, Babette, and everybody's just staring at you. And like, (laughs) and of course, you know, and she's a single mom and now she owns a flower shop, like very, very, you know, romantic drama, uh, life path. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's mad, and it's weird because it's not even, like, and I don't know if he's just a bad actor or if it's just a bad movie. I think it's both. Um, they just don't give him many lines. To he's give him- really bad. He's like he's like a very bland version of that guy from Solo. I just kept on thinking, oh, he's, like, almost the guy from Solo. <laughs> <laughs> that is so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's there's just nothing there. Like, I mean, Jessica Roth, like, she does not feel Southern or anything, but she does feel like a human being. Oh, my God. Movie. Kyle is tiptoeing in the background, and it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's like, he, he's, like, leaning to touch the fridge. Like, it's... Um, but uh, <laughs> he's so cute. Oh, oh! Look at you guys. You're disgusting. You're so in love. <laughs> Jordan's blushing. Um, uh, God, what is this movie? It's I I I like to call this movie the heterosexual agenda because what it really is like aggressive. It really is a, a very aggressively straight movie with no romantic. Uh, I mean, it's just a whole movie where a shitty guy who's famous gradually realizes what matters in life and wants to get to know his daughter and realizes he never should have left his high school sweetheart. And she's mad at him most of the movie because, of course, and also because his character is given no, like, like, there's no, we don't have... We don't know enough about him while he's away. We don't hear stories. We don't learn. learn, Like, there's not stories of him on a bender or him. Like, if if this was a story about an addict, it would be a lot more empathetic. Oh, yeah. This should totally be a story about an addict. That would fix everything. That's what I kept thinking. I kept thinking, why don't they just make him an alcoholic or addicted to some sort of drug so that there's an actual reason for him to, to ditch everyone and for fame to really swallow him? That would make him a lot more empathetic if he came back and he's like, oh, my gosh. I need to deal with my addiction. I can't believe it took me away from these people. Instead, it's just kind of like him just shrugging. Like, I don't know. I guess I didn't call you. Like, and, and, and that, that makes it impossible to believe him when he's like, oh, I missed you. I'm like, what did you miss? Also, Who are you? Also what is going they, on? Yeah, it's like they have nothing in common. Really, it's, it's very, I, this movie really feels like a Christian movie in the sense that it's very much a story about how a child needs a mother and a father and how the mother and the father just have to work it out because that's God's plan. That's what it really feels like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like it should be mentioned, like, his dad is a pastor um, and his dad is the one who, uh, you know, eulogizes his dead friend. And, and so his dad doesn't even talk about God when they're at home, but there's definitely that feeling of the spiritual center mm. and... 
I kept expecting this movie to try to minister to us. <laughs> no, I mean, and it felt like it was just kind of it. I it felt like it was, but it was doing it really covertly. Like this is a Christian movie that for some reason doesn't want to admit that it's a Christian movie, but we know that it is. Like this is what, like this this, this is it. Like yeah, it is. it's absolutely a Christian movie, and and it. I agree with you. So much of it, it feels more than a romantic movie. It feels like a movie about a father and his daughter. Like it feels like he's falling in love with his daughter, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the, and then, and then the mother the mom, is kind of like, like, I obviously I, you need to be with the woman, like with, the I mother guess I could like her and you guys used to be in love and you were going to get married. And so you need to get married and you need to have the kid together. And, but, but it doesn't really, I mean, honestly, it feels like she was doing better before he came back. Yeah, I feel like she would have been fine. I was actually kind of like mad that she... Her brother is really involved. She has, like, you know, an uncle. Her daughter has an uncle and, like, a whole town that loves her. Yeah, I kind of... I was kind of mad that she hadn't, like, met anyone else. Because I feel like there would... Like, with a girl like that in a town like that, I feel like there was always, like, a guy waiting in the wings that was just like, oh, man, the douchebag is gone. Hey, what's up? That like, that was also what got me is I was like, was Liam really the only guy? I mean, because, like, the no, friend who died was, like, a cute, he nice was black great. guy. Like, I kind of wish she had been dating him and that, like... like And, that, and she was, like, she was the widow? Because then it would have been like, yeah, you left and, like, Mason was here. Yeah, no, I I actually kind of expected that at first because of the way that Mason was like, wow, you're so beautiful and he awesome. Was, he was really, he barely even talked to the woman that he was supposed yeah, to be I with. Yeah, I was like, are they going to get together? And then they didn't. And uh, so I agree with you. I was very, the fact that it's like she's never dated, she's never moved on. She didn't even have a weird hookup with like a guy from high school seemed unrealistic. And that also made it feel Christian because it's like, well, now that she's a mom and that guy left, she'll just never be with anyone she's again because like she needs to be a good mom and a good person. And I was yeah. just like, she needs to get laid. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm here for the laid. Like I was actually, the thing about Jessica Roth is that she's so charismatic. She's so funny. She's so blah, blah, blah. She's so everything. I love her. Yeah. She's um, great. I just can't imagine her not getting it in. Like, I don't believe that at all. Right. And like, she's not that <laughs> far from New Orleans. Cause you know, it's very much like this is a tiny town. Everyone knows each other. So even if, there's like nobody available in the town. Like she, she can go, go to the city. She you could know, get a man she meet anywhere. Someone. Yeah, she could, she could. Like she's and she knows that in this movie. That's the funny thing is her character is confident. Like she's like, take me on a date, Liam. Like show me off. Okay, like, and it's like okay. If she's you, not threatened by the fact that he's famous. Like she's just pissed that he's an extra guy. Like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And so it's. I don't know, man. Like, it's so strange that because I mean, as much as like I know that love triangles can be s considered hacky and all that stuff. This is a movie that actually needed a love triangle because there was no stakes. This daughter, like even the relationship that he builds with his daughter, like it, it still kind of feels like a given and like I know that this girl, because of how these stories go, like this girl is gonna like him. Like this isn't the wrestler. This isn't like oh I'm trying to re like get with my daughter. My daughter will never speak to me again. Like <laughs> we know what movie this is. Yeah, so. and and the daughter like gives him like because she's very much like the precocious funny child. Like she she gives him a little shit at first, and that's part of them bonding. And then she but she's she's automatically into him. And I mean it does make sense. Like she's still a kid who didn't have a dad, and then. And this famous guy is her dad so it makes sense that she would be curious but I agree with you it just like it's like 
he makes this huge mistake. He breaks all these people's hearts and then he comes back and they're mad at him. But then it's also like, that's that. And then they just are okay. Right. Well, because like, 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 and I feel he hangs out for a few weeks and they're like, I guess it's fine. Well, I feel like what the thing is, is that, um, what, what you have here is the, this invisible force called the heterosexual agenda. And you see, <laughs> love you. The, the heterosexual agenda will pull together any presumably, you know, skinny, like two, especially white people. It, it really works on y'all. Um, this, oh yeah. And it, it, it like, it's like the two white people with symmetrical faces must be together. It pulls you in into like this like family values thing. And I mean, it's for, I mean, it's forever, especially like religious people. And it's just this, just this gravitational pull where two people are attractive in the same space. They have to be together. And if they, share a child it means cosmically they have and they to be have together to, yeah and they have to get married and they have to be together forever and usually and usually especially with the christian movies it's very much like if somebody was in a big city or if they were famous or if they had money they need to not have that but it's not even in like a radical political way it's not like they need to redistribute the wealth it's just like they need to like calm down and live in the neighborhood and have everyone in their business <laughs> they need to you know they you know, need like uh, yeah they need to add some family to their like oh yeah because like at the end there's like a big scene where him and his daughter perform a song on stage and like that's you know you got to bring your family into the work sphere you gotta like the family is so and I important was like, i get that that was supposed to be cute and i thought it was cute at the talent show but him taking her on the road i was like i was upset by you're it throwing your daughter into the spotlight that's gonna be really rough and that's not gonna be good for her yeah i mean we all know miley <laughs> yeah yeah i wasn't okay yeah it's it, it's such a strange thing um what was the other thing about this movie that annoyed the shit out of me there was another thing i can't remember what it was though i mean there's i mean there's a oh I yeah like the, oh yeah brother uh jessica rose brother he's the only one who seems to see through liam like he's like the only one who stays mad who's like okay you are like shitty and you're coming back and trying to get your life back like i'm kind of on his side yeah no I was like, on he's side-eyeing side. liam the whole time and he's also calling out his sister he's like are you gonna let this guy back in your life and it's weird that it's just kind of like that i guess just resolves <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, maybe the brother just goes through what we all go through when you see someone we love be with someone we don't like that much. Like we're just like, OK, I warned you, I guess now I'll support you. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's so. And the thing is, it's just that, like he's not great. Like she's better than him. <laughs> she's more interesting than him she's funner than him like i just i just i don't really really even understand and it's weird because he knows that like there's whole there is a whole thing in the the movie where he's like i'm i don't deserve to be famous and like even his publicist is like you're a piece of shit so it's weird it's not even yeah. he doesn't even have the halo effect like a lot of male leads in these movies where like 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 uh yeah where where um the audience is supposed to be obsessed with him it's like we're all supposed to know he's shitty and that's what makes it feel especially Christian is that there's this whole refrain about forgiveness in it. There's a whole sermon about forgiveness in the movie mm -hmm. and then conversation with his dad. So it feels kind of like a prodigal son story in a sense. Right. But it's just like, we don't know. This guy is like a piece of paper. He's just, we he's, don't know anything he's about bread. him. He's just a white piece of bread. I don't understand I don't what I'm supposed to be he into. He is like, he has so is much he supposed he has to less be... substance than like 90% of the characters in the movies we 
cover. There are like there was more substance in MTV's Wuthering Heights. There, I mean that's because that's a classic film, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like it's he he sucks. He really sucks in this, and he, also the country music that he does, like I so mean, bad. And this movie makes okay. us listen to it. Like, oh my god! Even the, the, movies the, the, with good music usually don't make you listen to like four minutes at once. Okay, so the smoking and crying song is oh, one of the me. worst things that I've ever heard. Smoking and crying, like those don't even. Could you imagine like turning like it just sounds so on the nose? Like you're turning on the radio and it's somebody literally talking about smoking and literally. crying crying like that can be implied in the song why does he have to specifically his whole say chorus is about smoking. a woman smoking and crying and waiting for men to come back and it's obviously about josie and, and it's like she she wasn't smoking and crying i know though. and like she doesn't smoke she's like very much not a smoker she's very much like i eat you know locally farmed food in the small town and i take care of my daughter and i sell flowers and i know that men aren't shit like that's her thing <laughs> Yeah, like a, a better ending for this movie would be for her just being like, you know what? You what if she got with the widow friend? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, see, that's how I would write this movie, right? Like her and the widow friend have a romance. Um, yes, yeah, that would be fantastic. I mean, this movie's just so empty. That's really what it is. And it, for an empty movie, it tries to put a lot of emotional weight on you, which also makes it feel very Christian, like. The main, the reason that we're given that Liam left Josie in the first place and that he's so emotionally unavailable to everybody that has ever cared about him is because his mom died when he was young and he basically saw her die at the hospital. And there's like this flashback where he's a child with flowers and he sees his mom die. And so he finally, he finally in this movie leaves a voicemail for Josie when he's like coming back from tour to like finally fully be with her. And he, he's like, I've listened to your voicemail every day for eight years, and I wanted to make sure I knew what to say in response. And I finally realized the reason I left you is because my mom was the love of my life, and I lost her, and I don't think I could lose you that way. I don't think I could live through that, so I just left. But, you know, like, being with you is worth it. And, and this movie is, like, it's trying to deal with the death of his mother, the death of his best friend. Her mom's also dead. There's a lot of dead people in this movie. There's a scene where his daughter almost chokes to death. Um, Man, that scene his is His daughter, who is named after his dead mother, this, who Josie okay. named after his dead mother. I'm like, there's a lot of death in this movie, but it's such an empty movie. It feels manipulative to me. It is. And also that choking scene. Okay, so this child is choking. And the first thing that I thought was, <laughs> how are they going to drag this out and make this his fault? <laughs> Yeah, they, they and they made the choking his fault. This was the one time I felt defensive of him is when they're all like, she almost choked. It's like, yeah, he didn't like stuff something in her mouth. Like, <laughs> like he he freezes up when she's choking, but there's a bunch of other people there and they're handling it. Like if he, if he was alone with her, obviously he would need to do something. But I was like, I don't know. Like <laughs> it was so weird because like there are so many people there and then it's just like you, you, you. Did. It's like nobody knows the Heimlich. Yeah, like the uncle ends up giving her the Heimlich and then he finds Liam at the bar later and is like, you're not ready to be a dad. She was choking. And, and he goes on this whole thing. You got to protect this girl. He goes girl. on this That's thing about job. how you have to keep a kid alive. And I, I understand, yes, being a parent, that is obviously a huge thing is keeping a child safe. 
But it's it, the way that the uncle framed it was so insane because you cannot you are not a superhero. Like he was like, you got to keep this person alive forever. And I was like, that's not actually what parenthood is. Parent Parenting is raising someone in, in the ideal frame. It's raising someone and loving them and giving them tools to be an adult. And hopefully you have a relationship as they're an adult. It's not magically keeping them alive forever. <laughs> like that felt manipulative and weird too. And also kind of made me think of a lot of church views that are very much like lay down your life for your child in this way that is kind of manipulative towards the parents and also smothering to the kid. Um, yeah. Uh, what's okay. So weird. Um, <laughs> another, a, a fun thing about this movie is this idea that he has a European tour, which I think is the funniest shit in the world. And oh, like Kyle, Kyle and I started riffing about in it. Europe loving his music. Oh my God. It's just like, like, like in the big yeah, scene like where he needs gotta to go to Berlin. Get all, yeah, he's a good he needs to go to berlin and i'm just sitting there just like who in berlin wants to listen to him like let's let's be really real what i know i was i was really enjoying that as well i was like berlin of all places is not gonna care about music like it's not that he couldn't get a show but it's not like a stadium is waiting for him i think maybe like ireland scotland sure australia sure berlin yeah there's certainly places outside of the u.s that would listen to this man but I just thought it was funny that it was very much like Paris, Berlin. Like Paris? Who in Paris is listening to yeah, him? Yeah, I, I, like, especially <laughs> since he's, again, he's supposed to, be, he's not even supposed to be pop country, you know? He's supposed to just be country, and he's, like, really bad and hacky. Like, it's, ooh, it's painful. His um, his music is some of the worst things that I've ever heard. Um, I, Oh, my God. Do you love it when he yells Josie? It's one yeah, of the oh, worst. Yeah. Josie! Oh yeah. my god, it's so terrible. It's so bad. Um and he's and it's raining, of course. Uh <laughs> I I this movie was exhausting. I felt like it was trying to make me care and I couldn't because the care because I mean, again, Jessica did a great job and her character felt like she had more texture. Um you know, she felt like someone who'd really thought and bent she'd grieved the loss of this love and she she was grieving the loss of this friend and she figured out how to build her life and um but even so she's not that interesting like she she yep. does a lot with it but her character is not that interesting and yep. liam page is absolutely nothing Ooh, he is a black hole and i and you know i the whole time i was watching this movie i was like i know what the good what people should be watching instead i already am ready for a suggestion because i hate talking about this yeah let's go there logan lucky Watch Logan Lucky. And also the scene where um in it where Channing Tatum and um the the, the girl playing his daughter in the movie uh sing John Denver. It is I cried. Like th- that, that that is the answer. That, that is the answer scene to this where movie. she sings John Denver at the talent show in Logan Lucky is is the scene that she, that's like the superior scene of her in the t- in in this movie singing that song with her dad like it's so like Logan Lucky is like one of the few films that I've seen that like I you know I feel like actually has the spirit of the south in it like it feels like a southern movie even if the accents are bad and Daniel Craig is doing a southern accent in in 
in Logan Lucky. That is insane. I don't. Also, Daniel Craig is just whew, hello. Um, but yeah, Logan. Like Luc- that's a that's a country star. I would I would sweat over. <laughs> Logan Lucky is so much of a better movie. It's also, in my opinion, a socialist tale. <laughs> in a way, um, that's the movie that you should see if you did not see it. Like if it looked silly, if you thought that Seth MacFarlane, if if you saw Seth MacFarlane in the trailers and you're like, you don't want to see him, don't worry, he's not in most of the movie. You gotta see it it's like channing tatum adam driver these southern brothers who are trying to like pull off a heist that's hot it's fucking great that's hot i'm please watch logan lucky instead of this don't watch this this is free on prime and i still don't want you to watch it because i care about you i care about your life i I want you to have a good yeah time is of the essence don't waste it with this movie um But you should come to our live show if you live in New York or if you're nearby or if you're going to visit. We are going to have a live show on June 23rd at uh, St. Mark's Theater. It's under St. Mark's uh, at 7 p.m. We will have tickets for sale soon. Uh, Actually, probably by the time this episode's out, we will have them. Um, $10. We are going to screen Just Like Heaven and have a funny panel afterwards. So, you know, come hang out with us, have a drink, watch some romantic comedy, you know, discuss it, all of that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. So, I think that's really all for this movie. Yep. Yeah. You know, spend your time better. Don't don't do this. We to wasted yourself. our time so that you we could truly, not truly yes. did. Yeah, I I I felt the time just draining from my. I felt myself dying a little. <laughs> <laughs> so we love you. Make sure to have some water. Make sure to do some do some stretches. I've been having trouble with my back, yeah, so I've been trying to moving. force myself to stretch. So Even just lifting your arms up and like moving them around will yeah. help you feel a little more alert. And yeah, definitely watch Logan Lucky. That is that is that is a good film. That is that's a film that I will champion. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up.